Thank you for tuning in to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. You're about to hear a live sermon, which was recorded at our 11 a.m. contemporary service. We are thrilled to share it with you. Thank you for listening. Sunday. I think I'm already hoarse because I was trying to sing like Grace up here. Wow. It's going to be a great week. A great week. So this uh, summer, we're spending time in the book of John, one of my favorite four gospels. They're all four of my favorite, I have to admit. But today we are in John chapter 8. I want to encourage you to follow along. We'll start with verse 21, but before we read the scripture, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we are redeemed. Sometimes we don't even know what that means, but we know that we are brought into right relationship with you because of your love. So now we ask that as we read these words on a screen, on paper, that your spirit would make them alive and speak to us deep in our souls to be changed and to be able to follow you faithfully. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. John 8, starting with verse 21. Again, Jesus said to the religious leaders, I'm going away and you will search for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. Then the Jews said, is he going to kill himself? Is that what he means by saying, where I'm going, you cannot come? He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. For you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. They said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, why do I speak to you at all? I have much to say about you and much to condemn but the one who sent me is true, and I declare, declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am he and that I do nothing on my own. But I speak these things as the Father instructed me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. For I always do what is pleasing to him. As Jesus was saying these things, many believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, speaking of the many who believe in Jesus Christ, I bring to you this morning greetings from our sisters and brothers in Kenya. Our team was privileged to reconnect with the people of the Presbyterian Church of East Africa in the town of Nakuru. And it was a special treat 
to be able to tour the nursing school that Roswell Presbyterian Church helped establish. And I'm happy to report that the school has now expanded into a medical college. Not only are the students training in medical skills, but they walked us through mock hospital rooms describing various procedures and explaining their equipment. Professionals like curators at a museum. It was very impressive. As they were showing us their supplies, the principal of the college, Principal Mary, unfolded a hospital gown and I recognized it as one that was sent from RPC's Presbyterian women. It was made from a large men's dress shirt, and it had been, well, let's just call it tailored, <laughs> right? Extra fabric, reconfigured, and sewn into a very useful hospital gown. Principal Mary was so proud so was Pastor Mary. As we toured the Tumaini Children's Home and School with Zablon, we talked with teenagers that we have been able to see grow up over these past 15 years. We were amazed to hear that some were preparing for future schooling in architecture and engineering. These boys would have otherwise grown up living on the streets like their mothers had before they were invited to live as a family at the Tamini Mission Center. As mission outreach through education is a priority for us here at Roswell Presbyterian, so it is with our mission partner in Kenya, especially Rockbridge Ministries. So on our last evening after dinner with the elders from the church and the Rockbridge staff and board from Kenya, we went outside and gave our farewell speeches by the bonfire. The final person that Zablon called on to speak was a young woman that I had just briefly met. Her name is Magdalene. And I asked Magdalene to send you her own greeting. Okay, I'm Magdalene Chirotich from the smallest tribe in Kenya, that is Ogie community, that are believed to be hunters and gatherers, and we love our forest so much. We are called the forest dwellers, and we love it so much. Uh, I am the first girl to go to university in my community, and I'm so happy. I want to uh, lead them and show them the way. I'm in my university, a third-year student, doing economics. I'm so happy for the Rockbreed Ministries. They have taken me from where I didn't expect, and now I'm a girl that is lo being looked upon in the village. I'm so happy for you people. May God bless you so much. Amen. That took a lot of courage, even just looking at me in an iPhone, a recording in an iPhone. But Magdalene explains that she is from the smallest tribe in Kenya. She calls it the Ogiek community. So for generations, they have been known as forest dwellers, hunters, gatherers. 
In fact, she playfully told us that, that because they love the forest so much, people from other tribes would check to see if the Ogiek people had tails. <laughs> Throughout the evening, I noticed that Magdalene stuck particularly close to my husband, Bill. I don't blame her. I like to do that myself. But she later told me that he was the first Mzungu, the first white person she had ever talked with. Magdalene is the first woman to leave her village to pursue a college education. She's studying economics. With her passion for God and people, can you imagine the future that she and her village have? We are helping to fund the scholarships that she and others are receiving through partnership with Zablon and Rockbridge Ministries. And so from all of them, I pass on to you their heartfelt gratitude. Magdalene might have begun her introduction with a description of where she came from, but as you can now see, that is only the beginning. She will grow into her God-given purpose in life, and I have a feeling that when she returns to her village, those who have even known her all her life might look at her and say, who are you? In our scripture passage today, we learn that people are confused about who Jesus is because of where he says he is from. Honestly, they aren't the only ones confused. This passage is hard. It's challenging. We prefer passages that show the Jesus who loves little children, Jesus who patiently teaches followers, and Lovingly heals the sick. But here, he speaks words of judgment and seems to even murmur under his breath his frustration in dealing with those who just don't get it. But really, who could blame them? Jesus' words distance him from the crowd. You are from below, but I am from above. You're of this world. I am not of this world. We think of Jesus as connecting people to God. Here he seems to be disconnecting people, even talking about abandoning them when he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. Yeah, that was the statement that seemed to really get the people around him thinking. You see, these were people of power, religious power, and there was no place on earth that Jesus could go that they couldn't go themselves unless he was talking about taking his own life. Strangely enough... <laughs> They correctly catch this reference to his death. And that was his point, exactly. Here from our, heavenly, from our earthly perspective, death may seem to be what separates people. But from above, from God's perspective, 
It's Jesus' death that most faithfully connects us to God. All of his talk about death and condemnation, sin and separation from God is really important for us to wrestle with because Jesus came from above to put an end to all of that on our behalf. It's the truth of the gospel. Jesus, who knew no sin, became became sin, that through his death, all might live through him. When Jesus says, I am the gate, he's reminding us that he's opened the way wide to God so all may freely go in. When he tells people that he is the light of the world, we can finally see that he has dismantled the darkness where we so often want to hide. Our starving souls are given new life when we taste and see that Jesus is indeed the bread of life. Through all of these I am statements we're studying this summer, Jesus is saying, follow me in this truth by believing that I am. I am. It's not the first time we've heard it. As we read from God's first revelation to Moses, to the consummate of all scripture, the book of Revelation, this is truth from above. Later in the book of John, Jesus is going to say, I and the Father are one. Doesn't get any clearer than that. Here Jesus says, I do nothing on my own, but I speak these things as the Father instructed me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. Remember, Jesus is saying this in the middle of a conversation about sin and death. But if we want to know what God above looks like, the cross is the most accurate picture of who God is. God is love. And that love went all the way to a cross and died for you and me. Jesus died in union with the Father. That's why we have a cross as the visual focus of our lives and our worship. It's why we wear cross necklaces and decorate our cars and our homes with crosses. Often when we celebrate communion, we close out our words of institution saying, when we eat this bread and drink of this cup, we are proclaiming the Lord's death, not his life. This meal is about his death until he comes again. That is our main message. Friends, there is no Easter without Good Friday. Perhaps the most faithful witness of belief in the scripture 
is heard at the foot of Jesus on the cross. A Roman centurion, a man with enough power and prestige to command a legion of 100 warriors, knelt in humble confession saying, surely this was the Son of God. It makes some people very uncomfortable to think of their God as one who suffered and died. When we lived in Utah, we were, were surrounded by good Christian people who believed that God had created Jesus that Jesus and sent Jesus to suffer and die so God would not suffer. But that is not the truth of the gospel we read in the scriptures. Jesus the only begotten son coming from God, fully human, fully God, suffered and died for us. Our passage ends by saying that as Jesus was talking about these strange things, many believed. Surely when hearts are opened through faith, we know these are miracles from above. Recently, through Neighborhood Action Ministry, I met a woman who began her story by saying where she was from. Tequila Wilkes grew up a block away from here, right over there in government housing. She said, I grew up underprivileged. You see, when she was a young girl, there was a church that came to the Groveway community every week to help students with homework and, and life lessons, much like what we are privileged to do today in that same place. And through that, hope was instilled in Tequila's life and her imagination and today, she is owner and director of the Platinum School of Performing Arts here in Roswell. So Tequila has teamed up with our volunteers at Groveway. This summer, we put away the school books, and we've opened our Tuesday afternoons to preparing for a production. It's called Groveway to Broadway. It's going to be performed right here on this stage, the last day of this month, July 31st. And I hope and pray there are this many people from Roswell Presbyterian Church coming to support these students who are living into their gifts that have been given to them from above. It's a way that we can see that the story of where tequila is from has given us a new vision of our community. Today, this afternoon, as many of you will gather at Rutledge, you're each going to be bringing your own story of where you're from, but that, that's only the beginning. 
you probably know this, but one of the first things that has done, that's done to set up camp at Rutledge is to find wood that's large enough to make a cross and to place it as the central focus for worship. The beauty of nature, messages of growing in faith, and for sure the songs that you sing, these will all have an impact but it will only be at the foot of the cross that we will all know the depth of God's love for each of us and for the whole world. Let us pray. Lord, we know where we are from, but we thank you that you are calling us into a reality that shares how you are from above and that you came from heaven to live and to die and to live again. We thank you that you didn't just stay in heaven in unity with the Father and the Spirit, but you came and we are caught up in that same divine unity. Give us faith to believe it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. If you'd like more info about Roswell Presbyterian Church, check out our website at roswellpres.org.